All right. You must now pass the obstacle course. Survive this, and you're on the front lines of keeping New Jersey safe. Meet Paul Blart. Sorry about the test, Dad. I'm gonna get him next year. I am. Here we go. Pie. It just fills the cracks of the heart. Go away, pain. He's always been dedicated. Paul Blart, mall cop. To protecting. We got a high roller. The West Orange Pavilion Mall. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to issue a citation. Can you validate this? Sir, sir, I'm warning you, sir. Oh, sir. Sir, you're a nasty old man. From Columbia Pictures. Our security's fine, but ultimately we rely on the hope that nothing ever goes down. Now, help is on the way. Reports are they're inside the bank. Until then. I need you to exit the building immediately. I took a sworn oath to protect this mall and all inside it. Well, Sergeant, looks like you got your eyes on the inside. There's Paul Blart. <sighs> is he crying? From Happy Madison. What are you trained to do? January. Nobody knows this mall better than I do. The only man for the job. Blart. 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 Peanut Blart and Jelly. What? 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 What's up, man? Was the last thing they expected. Who is this guy? Safety never takes a holiday. Kevin James is Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the movie podcast for movie fans by movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 84. I am your host, John. Oh, me? And I'm Justin. Oh, I'm sorry. Did we think that's a nice name? little callback? Yeah, the the one that we <laughs> don't that speak of, the one we don't speak of. Oh, oh no, that was just for you to give time to do your little introduction. Last week you gave me shit for cutting you off. Yeah, I didn't have anything this week. And this week I purposely gave you time because I figured you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Next week I will, though. Be careful. And I'll cut you off because it's fun. Yeah, you like to piss me off. I know. Mm. That's a little, some feedback I've been getting is, I love how you two argue about everything. It's the way we've been in our entire yeah. lives. <laughs> I mean, all the way we, back to day one. We, we know how to push buttons. Yeah, because we know what pisses each other off more than anything in the world. <laughs> all right, housekeeping. Um, Sad news keeps coming. Yeah. Suzanne Shepard of Sopranos and Goodfellas fame has passed away at the age of 89. She's also in Uncle Buck as Mrs. Hogarth. Now, which character was that? I couldn't remember. Off I, top I think that's the um, the principal with the mole. Okay. Yeah, that made sense. That's why she looked familiar. I have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. When the, when the niece gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. And uh, also Josh Ackland uh, from Lethal Weapon 2 and The Hunt for Red October passed away. He was 95. Um, yeah. Once again, neither one of these two were on my Deadpool list at work. They're not people you typically think of. I, I mean, we've scraped the bottom of the barrel for this fucking list. It grows every week. Clearly not. I guess not, but... Um, but yeah, uh, condolences to their friends, family, and fans. Um, maybe we'll go like the whole month of December without anybody famous dying. Shut up. Not going to put the kiss of death on someone big. You're an ass. Excuse me. I will blame uh, you too. Uh, new trailers. Did you watch the imaginary trailer? I did. What you think? Initial Seems thoughts. Fairly creepy. Blumhouse is killing it lately with their movies, so. But, yeah, this looks interesting. Kind of gives you a Chucky, Megan vibe, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, the same people who produced Megan and yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, that movie. But um, I'm a little bit more irked out by a creepy teddy bear than I am, a, a, you know. Uh, Megan Robot, uh, but this one it also gives you a kind of a um, insidious vibe too, because they kind of go through that door. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I believe it said March eighth. Yeah. So I saw saw a picture on Reddit of Eddie Murphy in his full get up. So for Foley, yeah. Axel Foley. So that's good. And then uh looks like uh Beetlejuice 2 has uh concluded filming, I guess. So in Massachusetts. They filmed in Massachusetts. Um of course, where else do you get Tim Burton architecture? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when's when's that slated for October, I'm guessing? twenty twenty-five. I don't I don't uh, I don't remember. I gotta wait a whole year? The fuck? I think so. Well, I think the strike really fucks shit up and Oh yeah. Yeah. But uh definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, what did you watch this week? No 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 no. Well, I watched Transporter 2. Okay. Um, just because, you know, it was on. Great movie to, to watch. Um, and then and I don't really know what to make of this movie, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. It was a little all over the place, um, but it was Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson on Netflix. Um, also had Laura Dern, Lauren Dern, um, Laura, um, and basically he's a he's a plow truck driver up in Alaska, mm-hmm. and his son comes back from college. And winds up dead um, from a drug overdose. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, and he knows, and he goes on a rampage and starts killing everybody to get to, you know, the yeah. person who heads up the drug cartel and all that. And I mean, it is funny, it's got some good action scenes. But the story was just, I don't know, I think you have to watch it. It was, it was wild. 
is yeah. it's worth the watch, but it was wild. And that's on Netflix. Um, yeah. I also watch, I watched Paul Blart. Um, I watched Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Um, and I watched uh, another one on Netflix, The Misfits. It's uh, Pierce Brosnan, and this that was Nick Cannon, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but that was pretty good. Brosnan played played pretty good. Um, about a bunch of Robin Hood style thieves using Pierce Brosnan, the not Robin Hood style thief. Yeah. To pull a heist using his, you know, daughter rakes him in there and all that. So it's like a Tim Roth. It was a good movie. Um, yeah, I've never heard of watch. that one. Sounds interesting. It's worth a watch. That's it? Yep. It's a lot. All right. Me. Yeah, well, get comfortable. We're going to be here for a bit. Um, good. So, I needed to go take a poop anyway. So. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep it classy. Um, Always. So, in anticipation of watching Paul Blart, I decided to watch Zookeeper, the one filmed at the Franklin Park Zoo with Kevin James. Mm-hmm. And I, for, I forgot Sylvester Stallone was in that as the tiger or the mm-hmm. lion. Then I watched Little Big League. I haven't watched that in forever. That was on, and I almost watched it, but I, I didn't. And. That sent me down a rabbit hole of baseball movies where I then watched. There Mr. aren't that many. <laughs> I know. I think I watched most of them this week. Yeah. I watched Mr. 3000 with Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a funny movie. Um, Ed with Matt LeBlanc nah. and the chimp. Yeah. There's actually like a little like fourth wall scene where they show a clip from Friends with Rachel and the monkey. I thought that was funny. And then uh, Bench Warmers 2, Breaking Balls. I had forgotten all about that one. That's with... Uh, Didn't know they made a second one. Um, I think it's Chris Klein, the Oz from American mm-hmm. Pie. It was all right. You know, not as funny as the first one. And then I started my Christmas movies with um, A Christmas Story Christmas. Unaccompanied Minors. Funny. Uh, I watched Walking Tall with The Rock. Yeah. I watched Paul Blart, Mall Cop, and Paul Blart 2. I watched Reindeer Games. I watched a documentary on Michael Orr, the football player that was featured in The Blind Side mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the True side, true story of what happened. That was pretty interesting. I watched the Ken and Barbie Killers, The Lost Murder Tapes. It's a four-part series that's oh, on Oh, yeah, HBO, I know what it is. HBO Max. Well, the, maybe the fucking listeners don't. It's not all about you. <laughs> um, very intriguing story about uh, two of Canada's most famous killers. Because, you know, we don't do that up here, eh? And then, just don't get caught because it's so cold. Yeah. <laughs> and then Thursday night, I went to the theaters and I saw, after sixteen years, Thanksgiving. 
And I have to say, this movie lived up to the expectations. It's badass, lots of blood, good story, and I hope they continue it. They kind of left it open for a sequel. I hope that I hope this becomes a. I hope a second part gets made, but uh, yeah. So that's everything I watched this week. All right. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> I really fucking do. <laughs> but that's why we have the dynamic that we have. <sighs> All right. You want to go to the West Orange Pavilion Mall? I don't really want to go there, particularly. I'm, I'm not a big fan of malls anymore. They don't have anything in there for me anymore. Well, we're going to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> um, so this week we are covering um, we are covering 2009's Paul Blart Mall Cop. A single suburban father works at a mall as a security guard to make ends meet, and he takes his job very seriously, even though most of his colleagues and customers don't. As the holidays approach, Paul gets his moment to shine when Santa's little helpers are helpers shut down the mall and take down the host, take hostages, including his daughter and girlfriend. He realized no one knows the place better than he does, and he mounts his trusty steed, a Segway, and goes to the rescue. It was directed by Steve Carr, released on January 16, 2009, had a box office of 183. 0.3 million US dollars, had a budget of 26 million. Screenplay written by Kevin James and Nick Bakay, distributed by Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, and Sony Pictures Releasing. Rated PG, has a one run time of one hour and 31 minutes, is currently streaming on Netflix as well as all streaming sites for sale. Our cast of characters, we get Kevin James as Paul Blart, Jayma Mays as Amy Anderson, Keir O'Donnell as Vex Sims, Bobby Cannavale as Commander James Kent, Adam Ferrara as Sergeant Howard, Peter Garrity as Chief Brooks, Stephen Ranazizi as Stuart, Jamal Mixon as Leon, Adhir Kalyan as Pahud, Eric Avari as Vijay, Rennie Rodriguez as Maya Blart, and Shirley Knight as Margaret Blart, Paul's mom. All right. Let's talk overall opinion of this movie. Start us off. What, what, what are your... So, okay, not overall thoughts, but let's think instant reaction. You hear a movie about a mall cop. I mean, you know, it's going to be a comedy, obviously, because it's a mall cop. And you're not going to call an actual security guard a mall cop to his face unless you're trying to get punched, tased, or pepper sprayed um like they carry that shit come on now well some of them go off on their own yeah, there are sure. rogues in every section and every sector yeah 
but I mean, it's I mean, overall, it's a pretty decent holiday-ish film. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that could play the character Paul Blart better than Kevin James at the time. Yeah. I mean, he's got that husky size, lovable kind of mentality that he had, has. And to see him riding around on a Segway, like... Yeah. When he does his little dancing around at the, the during his uh, little dating profile video there, yeah. Jazzing and the fa- fact around. that he, he takes it home, puts it in his garage, and then like rides out. So it's the setting is based in New Jersey, but was actually filmed at a few malls in Massachusetts. Done did us dirty. Mm-hmm. Filming in Massachusetts and calling it New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, watching this movie, it really brought back memories of the Branchy Mall and what it used to be. Memories. And the Burlington Mall was the other mall that I filmed at. Um, went to burlington a couple times yeah we that's far away when we were younger and would hang out all the time that would be okay what are we doing today all right well let's go to the mall whether it be it was mostly Braintree, occasionally emerald square Mm -hmm. in in north attleboro and then we went to natick once i mean i'm not natick uh watertown yeah. We, we might have went to Natick once Natick or twice. Natick was fairly regular. Yeah. Wherever there was an FYE, John would be there. Yes. An FYE or a movie stop. Or a strawberries. It depends on the years. Yeah. <laughs> Newberry Comics. But Braintree Mall was the mall to go to at the time. Mm-hmm. And to see some of the stores that were in there. Like I know when prior to recording we discussed a Brigham's. I was just shocked that that was still open in 2008. I honestly thought that those were closed by then. I believe Although it might have been those, one of those one of the two or few stragglers still holding on. <clears> yeah. Point. There was one in Watertown I know that stayed open but um, I know the one in Dedham closed in 2002 or 2003. But uh, just seeing some of the old stores that were there. And obviously, they had a few fake stores. Yeah. And actually, like Spencer's Gifts, by the time, um, not Spencer's Gift, um, Sharper Image. By the time this movie came out, that had already closed. So, but to see a full mall with people in it, even though, you know, paid extras or whatever. I miss those days. I mean, yeah, I don't miss having to dodge and duck out on family members that I didn't want to run into. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, nowadays it's just like, even if there is a mall, 
it's either you know one of them outdoors been converted so all the stores are on the out outside or it's 90 percent empty you know yeah and it's hard to keep stores in malls these days because well now you got even more worry with all these stupid shooters and all that crap but it's a dying venue because of the online world yeah and you know especially around this time of the year people would be lined up like this drops this friday so that would be black friday lined up at 6 p.m to get into a store that opens at 6 a.m and freeze your ass off out in the cold I will it, say that was my favorite part of working at Toys R Us was Black Fridays. Really? Oh, I loved it. Just the sea of humanity, all the stupid people. All I did was walk and point people in the right direction. Well, your brother hired your brother got me hired at at Bradley's the um, day before Thanksgiving, and my second day was Black Friday. Fuck you, Billy. But uh, so. The mall setting, perfect, because the most underrated people in the in the world, besides custodians, are mall cops. No respect. But I believe when the, when my brother takes down a thief before the security guard does, yeah, I don't have much respect for security guards at malls. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Not sorry. Getting... <laughs> So let's let's talk the story. You have a out of shape mall cop who takes his job way too seriously, who falls in love with one of the kiosk girls. It's not just that he takes his job too seriously; he wants to be a cop. You know, so he just has his problems. Yeah, but compared to the other security guys, a mall cop. Well, yeah, but I mean. You know, he wants to be a cop, so of course he takes it seriously. Like, okay, so let's that, but let's talk when he pulls the old guy over on the fucking scooter. That's just being an asshole. <laughs> Is that even a thing? Can you pull somebody no. over for going too fast in a motorized car in a fucking mall? Uh, I don't think so. Okay then, but I don't know. How do I know? Um, Can't drive a car in the mall. Well, unless you go to the social plaza nowadays. I mean, it, I haven't seen too many motorized, like, kick scooters in the mall, so. Yeah. That old so, man should be lucky he's allowed to ride that goddamn thing in there. Well, you have to, the Amer Americans with Disabilities Act. It's a joke, John. Okay, so let's talk to fight in <laughs> Victoria's Secret. He's wearing baggies on his socks to protect his feet. You know, come on, give me something here. What? What? I mean, what? I mean, what? What? What more do you want? He's wearing baggies on his feet with socks. I mean, that fight with the, the large woman was, yeah, pretty, you know, self-inflicted. Yeah, I mean, she kicked his ass. You can't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not svelte, but. I'm not dumb enough to say something like that to a lady, even if she is the same size as me. 
So let's talk about a key part of this is he has um, hypoglycemia, which is why he fails the uh, New Jersey State Police test. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he fell just a couple inches short. Yeah, and he was kicking ass. He was hopping over that wall. Pretty sure it probably wouldn't quite work like that, but, you know, I get it movie land. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I'm pretty sure if they didn't hire him because of that, pretty sure that's still a disability. That America's with Disabilities Act thing. So it's kind of a slippery slope, but I get it. Comedy movie. I get it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it also sets it up for later on in the movie when, you know, he's fighting the bad guy at the end. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's large sections of this of this movie where it's, like, not really there. You know, like, there's, you know, whole sections of chase scenes and stuff where there isn't yeah. a random pixie stick or something, so... But, you know, they use it where they need to and where they want to to make it funny. I get that, but still. Yeah. And you'd think a normal person with hypoglycemia would carry something like a pixie stick or something sugary with them just in case. Yeah, you you know. But uh, he does often in the movie have pixie sticks, like when he's rocking out when they're taking over them all. Yeah. But, I mean, they don't. You know, they didn't keep it consistent throughout, is all. There were large chunks where you didn't see him do it. Yeah. Which, I mean, yes, I get it. Then then he did pass out, which they were trying to build up to. But, you know, you kind of figured the way they, they showed him rocking through the test, and then he passed out right at the end. I mean, just that first, you know, chase to get outside probably would have knocked him down you know or knocked him out so let's just looking for consistency that's all yeah so you kind of get a feel for the character of paul blart when he's um he's at home having dinner with his mother and daughter talks about his ex-wife who used him for a green card and fucking left and they sign him up for on uh, i think it was perfectmatch.com or whatever and the mother's more tech savvy than he than he is, and she's like, "Oh, he screws up your profile with uh, that awesome video you made." But don't worry, I'll cut out the sweaty pots. I um, mean, someone's got to have some kind of proclivity to a computer these days, and yeah, someone in the family you'd hope. I mean, I've been in plenty that don't. Yeah. So but at the same time, that's kind of creepy. To hear that your mom knows how to do those kinds of things and work yeah. it up to make you look better. So, in throughout that scene at the dinner table, you learn about how serious he is about his job, and the biggest day of the year is coming up, Black Friday. And then you see him at work, and he you realize that he's kind of fallen for this new kiosk girl. Um, and he's distracted by her while riding the Segway, hits the minivan, shit like that, just riding back and forth. And so 
let's talk about Joe's American Bar and Grill. I remember that place. They had good food. Yeah. Are they gone now? I believe so. I think, I the, can't... I think the pandemic killed them. No, I, th- I think the one at Branchtree was gone way before that. I forget what it was. It's a yard house now, I believe. And we're talking 10 years at least. Yeah. And was that the one that was in Dedham too? Yeah. That's gone. That's now a tavern in the square. No, I knew that was gone. That was gone uh, before I left Massachusetts. Yeah. But, you know, we see how he is. Well, first the nacho eating contest with the other big guy. And he starts drinking margaritas, taking his lemonade. Who hasn't done that? I haven't done that. Yeah, I haven't done that either. <laughs> I've mistaken a white Russian for milk once, but I was six and didn't know why there was white Russian mix in a fucking milk container. Thanks, Mom. But, uh, yeah, he starts going a little crazy on the dance floor. and So the guy singing is actually his brother in real life. Uh, I was not paying that close attention at that point. I was making lunch. Yeah. <sighs> Well, yeah, that's his brother. Um, I, I forget his name. But, and his wife is actually in the movie when he rides by and the late, the Asian lady with the bag and he picks it up and hands it to the little girl. That's his wife. The little life. girl? No. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> so, anyways. The Asian lady, douche. And then, of Please course, Adam, Adam Sandler's wife also makes a cameo in the Victoria's Secret scene. But So you kind of feel for Paul as you learn more about him. He's down on his luck. Yeah, but he's fixating on someone who's, you know, it's barely out of teenagehood. <laughs> no, she looks like she's in her 30s, but... After know. talking to her, learns that her birthday I falls know. on Black Friday. So this actually takes place in 2007. Because that's when November 27th fell on Black Friday. Oh, on a Friday. So. Let's talk. The reindeer. The. Um, um, shit. It's his face. The trainee? Yeah, the trainee. Uh, Vec. Right? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Vec Sims. I'm like, what are you trying to pull out of your ass? <laughs> it's been a long day. But uh, so let's talk Vec and the reindeer. Of course, if you're going to rob a place, you got to infiltrate it. Um, how did you feel that the that little twist there with Vec? I mean, it's reasonable. I mean, if you're trying to get inside of somewhere, being a security guard there would generally be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he gave off that kind of douchey quality anyway. So, but then he stands up for Paul at the Joe's American Bar and Grill. Well, he has morals, but 
not, you know, he's trying to get in her pants. What do you want from him? <laughs> That's all he cared about. Who? Beck. Trying to get in whose pants? Did we talking about this? Did he stand up for what's her name? Or did you say Amy? No, he stood up for Paul with the pen guy. Oh, well, when, I mean. Yeah. Because yeah, he was exactly. giving Paul a hard time about, you know, him and Amy are practically together. And, but. Gotcha. I mean, you know, that guy, the pen guy, he's just a douche. Like, he's mm -hmm. ultra. Drives and, a Mazda. I mean, it's lots of people drive Mazdas, but that doesn't make him a douche. But the way he said it made him a douche. Yeah, the way he acts makes him a douche. He's also the one. Oh, I won't get into that. We won't. We'll be nice to him. Um, but what? <laughs> he's what? that guy who said he was there on nine eleven or whatever and wasn't anywhere near there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I mean, he, he's he's just a douche. So I mean, again, Beck had morals. That kind of douchery. I don't. I. Nobody should stand up for someone like that. No, I'm sorry, you shouldn't. I mean, the way he's he just uses everybody to get whatever he wants, and then for sure. And you see that later on in the in the bank when Vakris reveals himself, and that's how you said you're practically together. No, no, I didn't yeah, say that. No. So, I mean, but yeah, so. Everybody's going to the bank because it's Friday to cash their checks. Nowadays, wouldn't happen because direct deposit. I think very few places give out checks anymore. I had direct deposit in 2008. Oh, I had it in 2002. So <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I don't think I've cashed a work paycheck since fucking 2001 when I worked at Brigham's. Bring them, bring them home some Brigham. And during this time, during this time, the reindeer take over the mall. Guns kind of rushing everybody out so they can run around and get codes from the ATM of the uh, stores machines. All the credit card codes. And they underestimate that there's a mall cop in the mall. They fucked up all the other ones. They threw the uh, the uh, supervisor, Chief Brooks, out. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's not that they overlooked him. They just didn't know he was locked inside an arcade playing a video game really loud by himself. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly... There wasn't any arcades in either the Burlington or the... There was in the South Shore Plaza near the end of its life. Um, but not when that was being filmed. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they put one in like way down the end on the lower level near where KB used to be um, towards the end of its, its run there. Maybe just, I don't know, some kind of kids thing. But anyway, um, there was never, no, there was never an arcade like that in there. Yeah. Um, there was one in Walpole. 
still is. But that was it. This one in Attleboro now, too. But uh, so as I talked about last week, I did happen to be home on leave when this movie was filming in the North and the South Shore Plaza. And it was funny because you did see certain stores, fake stores that they had put in there for pivotal scenes like the um, the uh, store when he's up in the, the vent. All the body parts hanging all around you. Yeah. Um, then obviously the stuff like the ball pit, the bank, that had to be the Burlington Mall. Yeah, so, there's never anything like that at the South Shore Plaza. I don't think there was anywhere big enough in the South Shore Plaza to set something up like that. I mean, given that they, it didn't have a big center pavilion. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing they had was where the elevator was, which was the scene in which they jump onto the elevator. Yeah, but I mean, even that wasn't big, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, like they were like you still had two floors, no big opening opening for a ball pit like that. The guy rides his bike over it. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Um, so what what kept you invested in this movie throughout it? Was it the like what's going to happen next? Is it like how long before they fuck this guy up? What? It was so oh, crap. I got to watch this for this goddamn podcast tonight. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Wait till next year with the reboot. And we go twice a week. Ah, you're funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to be up that late on a Monday, that's up to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just one of those i can't really say i was really rooting for him to get with the girl because i just it's um like i get she's of drinking age but she still comes across as you know like the young early 20s and he still kind of mm-hmm. comes across as older creepy guy i mean christ's daughter is what 16 i know she's practically the same goddamn height and everything it's just like it it's just I'm kind of over that whole trope. Um, but I'm over the whole trope of, you know, the heavy set guy saves the day, gets the girl. Yeah, I'm just tired of it being, you know, such a creepy style of relationship where it's like, because you can't tell how old he is. They don't tell you how old yeah. he is, really, you know. And they don't tell you how old she is, but you can draw conclusions like she can drink. Yeah. But other than that, you don't have too much to go off of. She's and you know what's her birthday. Super young, you know. And, you know, Pen Guy is a douche, so he comes off as being, you know, he's either, he could be anywhere on the goddamn radar. With that kind of douchiness. Yeah. So it's it's just hard to really place them. I mean, Blart himself could be anywhere from well, he'd have to be at least 30 something. Um, 
to he could be 50 something well, I mean, easy you know the mother looks like she's about 60 yeah so it's just it's hard to you know kind of place that and just have them go after someone who and I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, they're always going for someone out of their league. And I get it that Hollywood's trying to say, oh, nobody's really out of their league. But, you know, every once in a while, it's nice to go for somebody who's attainable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, not, you know, it, it, I get that it's the whole, you know, it's the movies. Anything can happen. Blah, 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 blah. Give yeah. me a realistic ending. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's. <clears throat> as i was watching it i was just kind of like yeah she's kind of in that uh um what, what would it be stockholm syndrome kind of like the person yeah, that yeah. saves her and then she's like oh yeah i gotta yeah. marry you know i love them and you know they do get married in the end credits um so let, let's talk about what's going on outside the mall as the terrorists are taking over the inside of the mall. We Steve have... Brooks is just driving down one-liners. And you have Adam Ferreira out there, Chief Brooks. I believe Rob Ruggles was out there too as a cop. And... Just the chemistry between them on the outside... Up until the moment Commander Kent shows up. And. Yeah, those two kind of going back and forth. Just. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was. The gym chief is just as out of it as. Blart. A little bit more. Yeah. But hey, and... a lot of good one-liners. <laughs> I... Well, we'll talk about that later when I ask the question, but. So now we learn about some other characters outside the mall. Uh, the cell phone guy's daughter's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Tracks her cell phone. See if you can remember. Come on. What's the name? Nope. Bahood. Bahood. Um, that'll come into play later on. It always uh, does. <clears throat> yeah, they definitely didn't waste any time introducing characters for no reason. And so let's talk about his interactions with the reindeer at this point. He's picking them off a couple at a time, whether it be dropping a air duct on them no, no, she's she's still alive. I just I I I put all my weight on her. Oh God, Paul. Yeah. Um, falling through the ceiling into the ball pit or the roof, and rising up on the Segway and headbutting the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, tanning bed. The, ta the tanning bed when he stops and puts the glasses on him. The um, I mean, you know, the slamming down of the tanning bed not really going to do too much. I mean, they are curved. Yeah, but then so turning it on, funny. 
It's just kind of funny the way he's just like slamming it out on the guy. He's just kind of like, ah, it's not really hitting me. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a comedy. And I, know. I get it. What else does he do? The um, the robot, when he uses the robot in the goalie setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like, I was just thinking about like going back to the discussion about which mall was which, like just that scene where they're doing all their parkour and they're jumping up on that big Santa village. Like, yeah. There's nowhere in that mall to put that. So that definitely had to be in Burlington. Yeah, that was definitely Burlington. Um, scene with the Brigham's, that had to be Social Plaza. Because Brigham's yeah, was kind of in a... And actually, the, now that I'm thinking about it, there, there was a spot big enough for a ball pit in the social plaza that would be over by where the um if you came in where the joe's american bars grill is took a left went down that hallway there was that big open area and then where the escalator was but it wasn't there i, I know that for a fact <clears throat> um so he takes out each of the thing, each of the uh, bad guys, and decides to go save the hostages. Well, you got to. You can't let the hostages go. And mission. He had to save Amy, and then eventually and his daughter. His daughter, yes. So, let's talk about that scene when he's trying to get the hostages out. He's got Amy, his daughter, and the pen guy up into the roof. Now he's trying to lift the hot sauce guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And one by one, they all drop out of the ceiling. And then he does the old uh, hot sauce in the eye. Gets it in. Didn't capitalize. No, but I mean, that's that's gonna burn some shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Have you ever eaten hot sauce and fucking like wiped your eye an no, hour later? And I don't like, eat ah. that crap. No, it's too hot. You know that. You know that all too well. Yeah. Um. Any of that shit. So that's when Vec decides he's gonna take Maya and Amy with him. <clears throat> and they go out the back door and when you least expect it they're about to go into the mall but here comes Paul Blot out of the mall in a minivan yep. so I'm guessing that was South Shore Plaza probably the legal seafoods was right there. Yeah. Kind of on the back side of the mall by the parking garage. Um, yeah, that was definitely the legal seafood area. But comes driving out. Amanda Kent gets in and that's when Pahoot comes back into the picture to track the cell phone. Oh yeah, follow him all the way to the airplane. Which was 
supposed to be McGuire Air Base in New Jersey, but it was really Henskin Air Force Base in Massachusetts. And Paul sees his daughter in danger and the love of his life, so he proceeds to get on top of the van and jump. That was a pretty big fucking jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little, little too big for him, but we'll move ahead. The jump over the van, or <laughs> over the truck, onto the grass, roll, and get up from it. Yeah, again, movie magic. Little then climb the fence like he did in the beginning during the New Jersey State Police Test. So, they get to the airfield. He tackles back. They stop fighting. And he's, he fakes the hypoglycemia. Yeah, you got to fake it every once in a while. Yeah. It's a little trip trip after a nice little... Oh, that hypoglycemia, it's real killer. Yeah. Bam! And you think the movie's over. Yeah. But guess what? Plot twist! Kent shows up, and he's not a good SWAT man. No, no, no. Nope. Which is good, because, quite frankly, he was a gigantic douche, too. But he always plays a big douche. Yeah. He always does it well. And that's when we get the one-liner of the night. Your flight's been canceled. That's better than anything I wrote down. Better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anything I got. Yeah. Um, and ends with Survivor's... Uh, what the fuck was the name of the song? Can't hold back. Him and Amy kiss. He gives her her birthday card. Because she was worried about not getting a birthday card on her birthday because it's Black Friday. And then during the end credits, they get married. Cameron's birthday is the day before Thanksgiving. He's literally born the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So what's it fall on this year? Is it the day before Thanksgiving? Uh, and finally, it's cycled back around. Six well, it's been said. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cameron. Um, and that concludes Ball Blar Ball Cop. Any characters you relate to? I mean, not really. Um, I definitely don't take my job too seriously. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, I mean. Not really. I mean, I'm not not a I'm not a security guard type of person. You know. Okay, know. let me, let me ask you this question though. You're a mall security guard. Your mall's been taken over. Do you fight, or you or you take a flight? What do you do? Are you gonna Are you gonna be like Paul Blart, or are you gonna fucking? How much am I paid, and who's involved? That uh, I know. Your wife and son were in the bank. Well, then, yeah. I mean, if it's you know my family, I'll 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 kill some bitches. 
Okay, let's switch I got it up. No problem. <laughs> okay, let's switch it up. Your brother and nephew are in the bank. Hey, it's still family. I'll still kill. You know what's next? Your cousin and his wife are in the bank. I mean, we've had a good run. <laughs> Yeah, I think it all depends on the situation. Um, you know, if it involved Hunter, I'd probably be in there in a heartbeat. But I don't again, think I'd I, put. I don't think I'd put as much thought into how I'd get in there if I, I'd find a weapon and get my way in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty resourceful. He uses the stores that he has. You know, the sharper image, the yeah. sporting goods I mean, you're, store. you're a little screwed. Those malls, they didn't have anything like a Walmart or a Dick's or anything at that time. Yeah. Because Dick's and Walmart have sporting goods, but they have rifles <laughs> and well, ammo. <laughs> I mean, if this was to happen in a mall today, I don't, you'd pretty much be fucked. Because you don't well, see. No, because everybody would. Just pull out a gun and start shooting each other. <laughs> Everybody carries a gun. Okay, so I can confirm the bank is in um, the Burlington Mall because the FYE was on the second level with the bank. Um, so how did you feel about uh, Paul Blart's character development throughout the movie? I mean, he basically stayed the same person. He just kind of grew balls as it went on. Yeah. You know, the more comfortable he, he got. There wasn't, and... there wasn't a lot of, you know, personal growth or anything like that. See, that's where I think, I think you're wrong with that. I think it was him taking the job so seriously. And... This is his moment to shine. You know, he wants to be a cop. And he's doing anything he can to save Amy and then Maya. You know, like running in the shop image, getting the tactical binoculars. But then for slapstick comedy, this seems like when he slides across the floor and doesn't even make it behind the, the map. Or he's rolling around, but I, I definitely think. But he's he he always had that though, because obviously, because he was just running through the goddamn New Jersey State Trooper test and all that crap, doing all that crap. So he was always capable of doing that crap. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you that. He I'll... just never had the occasion to put it into actual use until this. But I just mean, like, I mean, he's still, at the end of the movie, he's still the same goofy guy. He's just got confidence now. Yeah. And even he he gets offered the job at the end of the movie by uh, Adam Ferrara's character. And he turns it down because he needs to protect the people of the West Orange Pavilion Mall. Like, well, and that was, could have just been, you know, I, that if that was me, I'd have said the same thing and been like, I don't want to get shot at every day. 
Yeah, he's had his moment. This he's had his moment in danger. He's like, Fuck, there it I'm is. Good. <laughs> See, I'll go back to fucking pulling old guys over and. So I guess he did also get a little bit smarter too. <laughs> yeah, and plus he wants to be around Amy at her unbelievable kiosk. Is there anything that would have made this movie better? Anything you would change throughout the movie? I mean, it's one of those things that. There's, there's no way to know. Yeah. Just because it seems like it might make it better, it might make it worse. Yeah, it could be. It's hard to say with a movie like this. I mean, it's it's a silly, you know, frat style movie. It's a happy Madison, you know. Yeah. And um, there were it has a, few, a target. A few happy Madison stand. Uh, uh, what would they be? Uh, regulars. Alan Covert was in it as one of the security guards. Uh, Adam Sandler's wife played the store clerk at Victoria's Secret. Obviously, Kevin James. Um, I think the mother, Paul Blart's mother, I think she was in the Hoobie Halloween as... Mm-hmm. Hoobie's mother. Um, all right, let's talk length. One hour and 31 minutes. I think it was perfect. Yeah, maybe a minute long. <laughs> I might bother really doing this every week. <laughs> what, was your, what was your favorite scene? Do you have a particular scene... I mean, this this isn't a particular favorite movie for me, so it's uh, I wouldn't really say I have a particular favorite scene. I would say that I I like Cat uh, and Brooks the best, though, just because so his, he's your favorite character, just because of his silly silliness with his one liners and all that. Well. My favorite scene ineptitude. <laughs> my favorite scene involves Captain Brooks when uh Paul's on the radio and Commander Kent takes the radio and says, You'll be talking to me from now on. Oh yeah, and then, he and then the phone rings. Oh, hey Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his, his his just nonchalance <laughs> about it is yeah. kind of what makes him you know that definitely showed his uh you know doesn't care attitude he doesn't really give a damn sequel it has a sequel paul blart mall cop 2 uh that one takes place in a hotel in vegas oh brigham's where he uh he wins an award and goes to the security officers of america um conference and of course Maya gets kidnapped by um shit what's his name so bad with names uh he was in walking tall blonde hair oh i don't know that guy's name but yeah neil mcdonough right neil mcdonough sure i don't yeah, know his that name. sounds about right but uh 
He plays the bad guy in the movie. It's okay. It's kind of basically the same thing as this, but this time in a hotel, not. And there's a few more characters. Um, the Boss Rutan is in it again. The um, the guy from Here Comes the Boom, the one that is learning English. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, but yeah. Did you think of anybody else that could play Paul Blart? I mean, it, it's kind of, I think that this is the kind of thing that really any comedian could make his own. It doesn't have to be a fat, bumbling idiot. He could be a skinny, bumbling idiot, but. Like, I could see a David Spade, Rob Schneider. Pretty much what? anybody could. You're oh, there's a housekeeping perfect? we missed. What's that? Dax Carvey. Oh, yes. Every son passed away. Yes. Um, He's taking a step away from work for a while because of it. Condolences to him. But I think Chris Farley would have been a fucking good Paul Blart. Yeah. But I mean, you know, again, everybody would put their own spin on it, but I don't. don't, This is the kind of character that it doesn't, doesn't require a specific. Yeah person but nowadays i just saw something the other day at kevin james he's pretty thin yeah he's lost a lot of weight but uh all right justin do we recommend paul blart mall cop i mean it's it's a decent holiday comedy it's recommendable Perfect timing to watch it today on Black Friday. Uh, I definitely recommend it. All right. How many mugs are you giving it, Justin? I'll give it three. And you? I give it... I gave it four. Um... Has a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 34% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Next week, we will be covering 1987's Lethal Weapon, starring Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Too old for this shit, man. You asshole. What, were you going to say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Lethal Weapon, beginning of our Christmas Action Month, where we will, actually, we have Mel Gibson back-to-back, I believe. Let me check the schedule here. The fact that it's on a piece of paper and not a calendar is fun. (laughs) Do I have any space for a calendar? Nope, actually, no, we got Lethal Weapon next week. Then we're doing Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. And then Mel Gibson's Batman, Home Alone, and then a special Christmas commentary. We're not going to say what it is. It's a Christmas present surprise. What? No. 
You're looking at me like I said something you didn't disagree with. But yeah, like fucking with you. <laughs> and people love when we fuck with each other. Um, <clears throat> oh, also December 8th, the movie crypt is having their Yorkie Thon 8. Um, three days of live podcasts. Silent auction. And there might even be something special from us in there. I don't know yet. Lots of surprises coming up. But for now, the bar is closed. Thank you so much for listening. And you can stay up to date and follow us at the Movie Bar Pod on X. Motherfucker. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> at the Movie Bar Pod on X. At Twitter. the Movie Bar Pod on Instagram. And Podcast. at the Movie Pod. Oh, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, at Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, and most places you listen to your podcast. And be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Oh. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebehardoutlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Happy birthday, Juba. Happy birthday, Cameron. Right? Yeah, it's Cameron. Yes. Yeah, small fry. <laughs> Happy birthday, small fry. Um, and we'll see you next week on the Movie Bar Podcast. Bye.